Dateline New Haven on WNHHFM. I'm your host, Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. Well, today it's headlines and baselines. It's local musicians, their more recent recordings in the pandemic, interspersed with commentary on election day. Just kind of get you some tunes and some thoughts to help celebrate our annual day of democracy, casting our votes and thinking about what's at stake. In the background, we have the Afro-Semitic experience with Eliyahu Hanabi. And um, so one of the, uh, today there's a ballot question there. In New Haven, we're voting for 10 different races. I voted on six different lines, which is kind of fun after sitting with all the candidates. But people from a lot of different parties make good cases. And at the end of the ballot, there's a question about whether New Haven should adopt early voting. What that means is like right now, you need an excuse for absentee ballots. Not everyone could just vote on another day. So people who promote early voting say that you should have more days to vote if you're doing two jobs. You can't make it that day, but you don't have an excuse for an absentee ballot. And in order for that to happen, it needs to pass a referendum today. And then the legislature sets the rules of how it would work. The, uh, we tried this once in 2014. It didn't work. There's more support now. And what's interesting is that this has become a blue state issue. Democrats and liberals want this for more voting. It's been opposed by conservatives. But here's the irony. Do you know that 46 other states already have early voting? Wyoming has early voting. So uh, it, until five minutes ago, this was not a liberal or conservative thing. It was a, let's enable more people to vote thing. If you look to the New Haven Independent, Don Breen just had a story just published about Steve Winter. He's an alder in Ward 21. That's Dixwell, Prospect Hill. And he, he's been involved with electoral reform for years. He's for ranked choice voting. He's for a compact to have electoral votes count with the cities um states would uh, agree to abide by a winner of the of the um popular vote when they do electoral vote all sorts of ideas so he's out there in ward 21 king robinson school today he's trying to convince people to support this referendum and it, it, you know if you look at tom's article existing conversation some people say well i'm hearing republicans say that it's not a safe election that we can't count the results so is this a way that fudges it and his response was, and he was here with Gary Winfield as the center, that in fact all these states that have Republicans running it have had no problem with it for a long time. Just because you don't vote for that same day doesn't mean your vote is any less accurate. On, on this program, we had the Republican Secretary of State candidate, Dominic Rapini, who's opposed to this. He offered another argument, which I found kind of interesting. He said, shouldn't we be all voting on the same day with the information we have that day? For instance, let's say two weeks before an election, you could start early voting. Although the people in charge in Connecticut were thinking more like a few days rather than a few weeks. But some states, they're voting already. Pennsylvania, they've been voting. Let's say something happens and there's a new revelation about a candidate. Or all of a sudden, there's news in the world. If we had started to vote voting two months ago, people would be voting based on abortion, in some cases, rather than inflation, which has become the big issue. So that's why he's against. He said we should have the same information, same day, except for when there are excuses that are legitimate. Stephanie Thomas, the Democratic candidate, says, well, we already have all sorts of voting military people abroad, and that maybe if we didn't have October surprises, elections based on what you hear at the last minute, that might be a better way to have an election anyway. So that's just some of the issues out there, folks. But that's your last question on the ballot today, early voting. And uh, we're listening, as I said, to Afro-Semitic Experience by Eliyahu Hanavi from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. And after that, and I'm playing, 
that's Al's been out for years. But I thought for Election Day, it'd be fun to support local musicians who have kept their recording going and had new inspiration since the pandemic. And I'll, I'll, um, I'd like to play one of those songs that came out from Stephen Rogers, Stephen Peter Rogers, who um, was for years Mighty Purple. And he had a song come out called Real Life. Because one thing a lot of us were thinking about, not just on election day, but during the pandemic, sort of more broadly about what our purpose here is on earth, how we relate to each other, why we do what we do, what kind of shape we'd like our community to be. So as Eliyahu Hanabis finishes up, we're going to switch to Stephen Peter Rogers with Real Life. Stop. 
Peter Rogers with Real Life. We often think about real life, what it's really all about since the pandemic. And today we have Election Day and we're honoring it on New Haven, uh, WNHHFM Stateline New Haven with headlines and baselines. The headlines being what's in the news of the elections today and the baselines being some of the music from local musicians recorded and published since the beginning of the pandemic as everybody took stock. In the back, you're hearing Grits King. He's a New Haven musician who put out a Saving Time instrumentally. That's kind of a cool jazz thing. And um, so, as we know, people are expecting a red wave in America today. Republicans are expected to have a wave election where they're going to easily win the U.S. House of Representatives back. And unlike two months ago, the betting money is they're going to win the U.S. Senate. Two months ago, the landscape looked like the Democrats, even though it's a midterm election where the party in power usually does badly, they were going to do better this year because of the Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe versus Wade on abortion. Women were upset about that, and they were showing in polls that independent women, a key swing vote, was going heavily toward Democrats, up to 20%. And people were still influenced by the January 6th hearings and concerns about democracy and Donald Trump. That changed fast in a month. And now the numbers have flipped. Everyone's talking about inflation. Well, Republicans are talking about inflation. Democrats were not talking about inflation and giving a different view on it. And the numbers has just been dramatic that uh, independent women voters went close to 20% the other way. They're going for Republicans. And races across the country that were considered settled by both parties, as evidenced by where they put money, have suddenly come into play. The governorship of New York State. The uh, Senate seat held by Patty Murray, a Democrat in Washington. Maggie Hassan's, uh, Hassan's Senate seat in New Hampshire was considered a foregone conclusion. The guy had no chance. Those in many other races, Mark Kelly holding on, trying to hold a seat against Blake Masters in the Senate in Arizona. Those are all neck-neck, too close to call according to polls when the Democrat was way ahead not that long ago. On top of that, it's pretty much given that polls underestimate the Republican vote for a number of reasons. So now the betting money is that not only will there be a big wave election in the U.S. House of Representatives, but that the Senate has a very good chance of going Republican, and not just even by one vote. Here in Connecticut, the Democrats are expected. Now remember, you're listening to a reporter, so we're always wrong. Pundits are always wrong. Both parties do believe in, in the private that... All the statewide seats are safe for Democrats this year, though I would say you're going to see them be much closer than predicted. And you never know with a surprise, but that's what it's looking like. If they're not, if they do go Republican, you'll know this red wave has turned up everywhere that you didn't even know it was going to turn up. But there is a close race now in the 5th District, 5th Congressional District, which is Northwest Connecticut. It's been 16 years since that seat was held by a Republican. It's been many years that all our congressional seats and Senate seats are held by Democrats. We became a blue state nationally. And now that's a too close to call race, which is even the betting money has kind of turned in the last few days to the Republican, George Logan, who always runs close races. He gets a lot of Democratic votes. He's originally from New Haven and he's from an Afro-Caribbean family. He has a lot of crossover appeal, very positive campaigner. He's, he's conservative and he comes out of the Ronald Reagan mold of very positive campaigning. He's taking on an incumbent named Johanna Hayes, who had a lot of star appeal when she first came in. She was a former Teacher of the Year. And her her um, her light kind of 
waned a little bit in the last couple of se last sessions. She didn't seem to have the same kind of spark in the district that she used to. And that's too close to call now, so there's been an SOS going out on a smaller level than what you're seeing in New York, where, they, where no one until a few weeks ago thought that governor race was close, and now it is. Um, the, all the troops, Democrats, are heading up to Northwest Connecticut today. I, I, I look into one, I ran into one long time Democratic poll worker in my neighborhood, Westville, today. And he, he hit the Westville polls in the morning, but he was heading up to Meriden because that's also part of the 5th District. So we're going to see just how no one's doubting this red wave. We'll see how much it washes over. And it'll have long-term consequences because two years from now, the Senate map is very difficult for Democrats. They have a lot more seats to hold on to than Republicans. And a lot of these Republicans are expected to get elected for Secretary of State, Governor, support changing laws on how we conduct elections. So when the vote comes in the presidential election two years, they're going to especially if they get a helpful Supreme Court ruling this year that will allow this to happen. They're hoping to change it so that if the voters in some of these swing states like Arizona or Pennsylvania, if they choose a Democrat, the Republicans who run the legislature and they're hoping some of these top offices will be able to override the will of the people and cast the electoral votes for their candidate, which is what they tried to do two years ago. It didn't work. So that's sort of what's at stake. So a lot's at stake for America. And as we finish up here in Grits King with Saving Time, we're listening on Dateline to Haven, New Haven today with headlines and baselines. Local musicians or local adjacent, including Kristen Ford, who's in a great new duo called the Blue Janes. And they have America, a song about the pulse of America. I love this song. I think it's fitting with what's going to happen nationally today. And here it is, America from the Blue Jeans. Praying on your 
the bus will hit a few that took it from the ladies. Then we turn around and had a lot of places. Justify the use of religious discrimination. Had a terrible goddess in the palm of their hand. But you can't get together to create a counterplan. Checking for your pulse. That's the Blue Jays. They're a duo of Kristen Ford, who's well-known in these parts, and she's been playing Cafe Nine for years. She lived in um, Northampton, Mass., but was kind of a local act. She formed Blue Jays with the uh, rapper MC Genesis Blue from Houston, Texas. I really think that's a great song. We're doing headlines and baselines today at Dateline New Haven and WNHHFM. The headlines about Election Day and the songs from local musicians coming out of the pandemic looking in sort of a broader way at why we're around and what we're doing. And you know, I was thinking one thing that helps with perspective on election day, we kind of feel like everything's at stake and important things are at stake. There's no question. We feel more intensely about it as the election comes. I find it helpful to talk to people who see the world completely different from the way I do just to get a reality check. I was talking the other day with a right wing friend of mine from New York state. He's all excited that Lee Zeldin is going to maybe become the governor. And I said to him, you know, you always try to, appeal to each other because you're so sure that your worldview is correct that if you just passionately make the argument, maybe the other person will see it the same way. It doesn't usually work that way. So I said to my friend, I said, well, you know, he did that video on January 6th while they were trashing the Capitol, coming out in favor of the stop the steal and all that. I mean, don't you think that's fundamental that fascism's coming? And he laughed. The guy's Jewish. He cares a lot about fascism. He said... You liberals, every time a Republican wins, you think it's fascism. And that stopped me. And he said, you know, you're really right. When Ronald Reagan became president in 1980, we were all convinced the world was actually going to end. I worked in an alternative weekly, and our headline was, we're not going to be around next year. It showed a mushroom cloud at Helen Caldecott, who was an activist on uh, anti-nuclear, talking about that. So on the one hand, I see his point. And a lot of the, you know, I look at that and say a lot of people like that con- Zeldin, when he was a congressman, voted that reject the election results and you know they're supporting going for the support of militia people who do want to commit violence to not have a democracy i mean josh hawley's a senator who says he wants a theocracy not a democracy and 
On the other hand, you know, a lot of those people are catering, and that's dangerous. So we think back to Germany in 1930s and people who kind of went along with it in the late 20s. On the other hand, there is a way of kind of overstating it. You know, George W. Bush, we all said on the left, he was the worst president. And now we're kind of wish we can go back to him compared to some of what we have. You know, he's supporting community health clinics and trying to deal with getting people thinking about pandemics and uh, and believing in, in the American system. So on the one hand, I am very concerned about what's going on. I always am election time. On the other hand, I think it is helpful when we talk to people who don't see things exactly the way we do. We're not seeing fundamentally differently, but you know they're good people. To maybe try to have some perspective on it. Um, I know that in Connecticut, I'm actually not worried. I, we, uh, I did interviews sitting down with just about every Democrat, Republican, Independent, and uh, Green who's running for all the statewide offices. And, you know, I, I thought they were all terrific with one or two exceptions. You know, I thought whether or not I agreed with them on what to do with fiscal policy or criminal justice or abortion or electoral reform, they were all serious people who are public-spirited. They, they're running for office because they think people should have choices and that issues matter. We have to hear different views. And I salute them all. So often, you know, in national polls, they often show that everyone says, I hate Congress and I love my congressperson because their congressperson knows what opinion polls say in their district and what people want to hear. Similarly, sometimes when you meet the human beings face to face, what we think are scary divides are a little bit less scary. Let's hear from Tabisa. She moved from South Africa, uh, I think about a decade ago, to New Haven, has had a great recording career. And this is one of her recent recordings called Sendera Kane. Oh, 
WNHHFM Stateline New Haven. We're doing headlines and baselines today. Local musicians with newish music coming out of the pandemic and headlines in that today's election day. We're talking about what's at stake. Well, one of the big choices people are facing today in Ward 25 in the Westville neighborhood at the polling place at Edgewood School is whether to get banana muffins or cupcakes. Early in the day, it was going to banana muffins. The pollsters and pundits are seeing a move toward the uh, cupcakes as the day moves on. I got to tell you, when I went, I saw this morning, I always feel reassured by it. A couple of years of pandemic, they didn't have it. But for as long as I can remember, the PTO, different generations of it, they've been organizing it with the kids, the parents and the kids, to raise money for the school, for coaches, for kids to go on field trips. And it's a great form of democracy, it reminds me of how democracy isn't just about pulling a lever, filling in. Nowadays, we fill in a bubble on a ballot, and that matters. But every day, we do the hard work of democracy, whether it's neighborhood meetings to decide what gets built in our neighborhood, to journalism and people debating issues in our town about economic development or criminal justice or public education, to holding a big city to raise money to support public education. That's another way, if I feel a little distracted by what's happening in election, worrying about what's at stake, I remember that there's so much good stuff that happens at the grassroots. And in Westville, the same neighborhood, some kids who came out of Edgewood School formed a band called Midnight Strangers. They're still in high school. 
And this is from their the great music in the vein of the Beatles, kind of. And this is called Like Magic from their latest release, The Midnight Strangers. Like magic from the Midnight Strangers. There came out of they met at Edgewood School, star play music together. They're in high school today, different high schools, and they just put out wonderful music. Makes you feel so good. And you know, this is kind of a nice day to feel good. It's election day. You're listening to Dateline New Haven on WNHHFM. We're doing baselines and headlines, local music recorded by New Haveners since the beginning of the pandemic, trying to get the big picture. While we also uh, suss out the um what's happening at, at the polls we talked today about in addition to choosing 10 people 
for office, state and statewide office, and local office uh, in the legislature. We're also looking at a ballot proposition about whether we like to have early voting in Connecticut. And if we say yes, it's the second time it's been tried, then the state legislature would come up with the rules. Well, one of my favorite people writing about politics, even though he doesn't do nakedly political story uh, songs, is New Haven's Chesky, who's become a national figure with a great following. And he just, I think he has really original music. It's got rhythm, wonderful words, kind of delicate playing at spots. And this is from an album he's put out since the pandemic called Long Shot from Chesky. FM. You know, he just seems to get better, like like a great bottle of wine with with each year. He has that distinctive sound. You know, you're listening to Chesky music, but he does rhythmically the sound, the feeling of the words, the the variations in tempo and and volume. Sort of like Cat Stevens back in his day. And uh, but then it, he's still always doing something fresh, something kind of new. We're lucky that we have him around. And it's election day, folks. And uh, one of the races today is for governor. Ned Lamont is running for re-election after one term. He's on three different lines. Democrat, 
working family party and the Grebo Frank party, which that's for another discussion why it's called that. It's their centrist party. The uh, He's running mostly against Bob Stefanowski, who is a uh, Republican, who in the past, the Republicans always got crossed endorsed by a minor party, who get 20,000 votes that way. And he... Um, he didn't get the independent party this year because a different faction took it over and wanted to put their own candidates up with a different, more centrist view. So he has a little bit of disadvantage there. Michelle Bicking is a writing candidate, but running for the Green Party with their support. And um, Rob Hodling from the Independent Party, Liberian-American banker from Cheshire. So it's been an interesting campaign. Um, people give different reasons for voting for Lamont on different tickets. Some people vote, say vote straight Democrats, support Democratic Party. Steve Winter, he's the guy I was talking about earlier, the alder in New Haven, always works for electoral reform. He told his constituents he's voting for Lamont on the Griebel Frank party, and here's why. When they agreed to endorse him, they did it when Lamont agreed to support rank choice voting and changing to where you could pick all the candidates you want in order so you don't have to go lesser of evils, a dead process of elimination. And uh, he thought that voting on that line sends that message. Other people argue that if you vote for Democrats on the Working Families Party line, you're also sending a message that you'd like the party to move left and more pro-labor, pro-taxing the wealthy, environmental action, criminal justice reform. So that, that's all interesting. One of the debates between Lamont and Stefanowski that I found interesting involved the rainy day fund. That's the money we put away for when there's a disaster in the state or tough times and we've maxed ours out under Lamont we have three billion dollars in it as part of a six billion dollar surplus Lamont's saying you need to be fiscally conservative you need to put money away because we're heading toward a recession times are going to get tougher you don't have to make drastic cuts or tax increases at tough times Stefanowski's arguing that the rainy day is already here that people are struggling gas prices went up they've come back down but they're still higher than they were but food prices have certainly gone up and eating oil and he's suggesting that you should keep two billion that's six billion the surplus but you should tap that rainy day fund and spend more now to give people a tax break in some ways i see that as a, a flip of where republicans and democrats have stood in our state over the years where the more fiscally conservative save for the rainy day even though you get more support from the common voter by throwing some money at him in the short term but there's another part which is what form does that take so a tax break is not the same as let's say the uh, the family tax credit for children, which is much more targeted. So anyway, I think the lesson I take from that is that our categories get old, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, and it's kind of always evolving because reality is involved. And uh, there's nothing wrong with it, being influenced by the facts. So um, we're, we're listening to Local music and recording since the pandemic by musicians we're familiar with. And one of them is Kristen Ford, who has a band with MC Genesis called the Blue Janes. And this is a, a recording they put out recently called, uh, on the Blue Janes, on their label here on WNHH. It's called Kiss.
looking back, I don't wanna assume Waiting for the right time, should I make a move? I'm attracted like a magnet, hope you're feeling it too We can take it real slow, there's no need to rush Got me feeling butterflies from the slightest touch I imagine we can make a new love scene So I'll see you later on in my dreams No one can resist Genesis Blue and our locally known Kristen Ford. They have a great duo out in this new recording, Kiss. Here on WNHHFM Stateline, New Haven, we're doing headlines and baselines. The baselines from local recordings, local acts coming out of the pandemic, getting us to a better place. And the headlines of elections, which may or may not get us to a better place. Did like to point out we have two New Haveners on the ballot this year, which doesn't, for statewide office, that doesn't usually happen. This is the first time since 2006 that a Democrat has been the nominee of a major party for statewide office. That'd be Eric Russell. He's running for state treasurer against Harry Rohr, the Republican. If Eric wins, he will be the, believed to be the first openly gay black male state official in the country. Ken Krajewski recently moved to New Haven. He's been connected a long time, activist, lawyer, journalist. He's running as the Green Party candidate for attorney general. The last time we had any New Havener in statewide office was 1986, folks. 1986, when Hank Parker ended his run as state treasurer. Well, I've mentioned Chesky before. He grew up in New Haven. He's getting a lot of national attention. 
really wonderful recordings. I've had one song carrying in my mind that he came out with, recorded it during the pandemic, came out with it early in the year, I believe, about looking at some of the things we freak out about in the pandemic and what it says, or in elections, about what it's saying about human nature. But in fact, it's been there all along in human history. We kind of feel like it's new. And in some ways, it's reassuring to have that perspective in this song. And in other ways, you kind of feel like, well, that means we got to grapple with it, folks. It doesn't go away. So this is 2020 BC from Chesky. Anyone absolutely certain that they understand everything? Hasn't lived enough to know it's impossible to come close. Seek the good in humanity, right? Even if it's a struggle most times This ain't natural love We train to fight like some pit bulls We've been locking jaws into each other's backs Well before Christ Is that what it takes to survive? Who taught us how to survive? Faces long before pandemics arrived. Many have broken backs working for some charismatic demigods. We raise minimum wages to build company loyalty. Watch their employees die left and right. Bosses' profits grew up for lost lives. As they smiled for media, commending philanthropy. We've been glorifying wealth and greed and sociopathy It was packaged and sold to us as the American dream Splintered working class people to weaken our communities Fed us our siblings meat and convinced us that it was healthy Then told us that we were born free We are all 
You're only born free Wow, <laughs> that's Chesky's newish song, 2020 BC, one of the best pieces of local music I've heard in a long, long time. And fitting for today as we close out, Dateline New Haven's special edition for Election Day. Baselines and headlines, local music, songs of hope, and wrestling as we make our decisions for the next two years of statewide and federal offices. Well, thanks for joining me. Hope everyone gets a chance to go out to vote, if that's what you want to do. If you're going to Ward 25 at Edge of School, please bring a little extra cash for the PTA bake sale. We're going to take it out. Thanks to Harry Droz, our engineer. And we're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience, performing I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day and all night at WNHHFM, New Haven's home for community radio.